Well, it's time for the fantastic Micah Oliver talking books. There's two parts today, so that's going to be exciting. And this book review is proudly sponsored by Leopard Sleep Family Vineyards. As a popular family-orientated destination, Leopard Sleep boasts a sociable tasting facilities, a versatile food offering, and of course, the charm of a beautiful landscape. Visit Leopard Sleep Family Vineyards at its Franchuk Valley home for a relaxed and family-friendly food and wine experience. Find them online at www. Leopardsleep.co.za or call them on 021-876-8002. Let's hear what Michael Oliver is going to talk about this morning. Hello, this is Michael Willisley, Talking Books, and thank you for listening. Today I've got a couple of exciting books for you, and the first one is from the author Ben McIntyre, who's a, literally a multi-million um, seller of, of his various books, and I'm sure that some of you have known them, Agent Zigzag, Operation Mincemeat, SAS and the Spy and the Traitor, etc. He's a columnist um, with the Times, and he is a regular presenter on on BBC as well. Now, the book that I want to tell you about is called Agent Sonia, Lover, Mother, Soldier, Spy. Such an interesting story. And it, it takes place, and this is fact, not fiction. It takes place in a, in a little English village called Great Rollwright and starts in about 1945. And here you have a, a lady on a bicycle riding from her stone farmhouse um, three children, each from a different husband, interestingly, and um, her husband, Len, who, who lived in a, uh, worked in a nearby um, aluminium factory. She was very friendly to the villagers, reserved, spoke with a sort of faint um, foreign accent, great um, cake baker, and very few people in the village um, knew about her. But, in fact, she was Colonel Ursula Kuzinski of the of the Russian army and a dedicated communist, um, a decorated military intelligence officer. And in fact, what she was doing was she was helping the the Russians to, to build an atomic bomb. And she built the most intricate telephone, radio telephone system so that she could report back to her, her elders in Moscow. And this book, which is unputdownable, tells how she's fully engaged in, in village life in, in Great Royal Right. And here, she, here she's got this sort of almost parallel life where she was really, in a way, helping to maintain the balance of power between the East and the West and and tried to, to stop the, the possibility of um, war. Really, as I say, rollicking Reed. She was a mother, a housewife, a novelist, an expert radio technician, spymaster, courier. Just goes on and on and on. She is called Sonia. That was her code name. And this book, written by Ben McIntyre, is is her story. And it's published by Penguin. Viking, a really exhilarating account of one woman's life and, and a life really that encompassed um, the rise and fall of communism itself and helped to alter the course of history all by this sweet little lady on a bicycle who's just seemed to epitomize the sort of rural British domesticity. I've been talking about Agent Sonia by Ben McIntyre, published 
by Penguin Viking. Next book that I want to talk about is by Tony Leon called Future Tense Reflections on My Troubled Land. Now, few people in South Africa would not have heard the name of Tony Leon. He, I knew him vaguely, a very interesting man, and really after 1994 was the longest-serving leader of the official opposition in South Africa. He was founder of the Democratic Alliance. Um, he was part of the of the whole conference that led to the um, to the new uh, constitution uh, for independence. He knew really in his in his period of political involvement for over 30 years he knew who the key players were he knew them well Mandela, Mbeki, Zuma, Ramaphosa and F.W. de Klerk and of course he gives a really good close-up of these presidents uh, and their history making in this book. He's an author of five books and after he'd served as the South African ambassador to Argentina, Uruguay and Paraguay, he returned to Cape Town um, and is a, an attorney and a qualified um, law lecturer. And he really played such a leading role in those constitutional negotiations which gave birth to the modern South Africa. The chapters have um, amusing names, each of them exceptionally well-written and so insightful as to what was happening and who the sort of key players were and the things that they that they knew and the things that they did and how each and every one of them played a part in bringing together um, this extraordinary country of ours. There's some chapters here which really amuse me, How to Steal a Country, Hoodlums at the Helm, um, and it was Rewriting History, Truth and Lies, Revenge Economics, A Recipe for Failure, and then the thing that I liked best was The Nine Signposts for The Road Ahead. He lives here, he's served here, and I think has great hope for the future here because while I think there's almost every reason to fear for the future of South Africa, but Tony Leon says the hope for a better country remains in an improbable but not an impossible dream. And I really think that this is a very hopeful way uh, in which to, to end the book. Judge Dennis Davis, who wrote on the back cover, said that from the vantage point of years in active politics, Tony Leon provides a lucid, analytical balance sheet of South Africa Limited 2021. Eschewing political correctness, Leon tells it as he sees it. How true. And what an excellent, excellent read it was. I certainly learnt a huge amount of this behind-the-scenes stuff that one didn't really know. I've been talking about Tony Leon's Future Tense, Reflections on My Troubled Land, and it's published by Jonathan Ball. Radio Helderberg, 93.6 FM. Live from the Sanctuary Shopping Centre. My third book is called Bloody Sunday. It's written by a South African author called Mignon Breyer. She is a lecturer. Um, she's uh, done a lot of research on, on adult education. And she 
has really involved herself um, into sort of things like adult literature and student dropout, recognition of, of prior learning, etc. She a, works now at the research office at, at UCT and runs a researcher um, development programs there. Bloody Sunday is, in fact, Sunday the 9th of November of 1952, when I was six years old. It's not a date that one remembers, but of course it should be, because it's a, it was a day of infamy in, in South African history, and, and very few people knew about the terrible massacre that took place um, in Duncan Village in East London um, that day when the police opened fire on people at an ANC Youth League organised event. The official death toll was given as eight people killed by police gunfire and bayonet and two killed in retaliation, including an Irish nun and medical doctor, Sister Aidan Quinlan, who lived and worked in Duncan Village. Um, today, people believe that there could have been between 80 and 200 people who died that day, most of which um, were probably buried by their families who feared arrest if they if they went to ask for help at the at the hospitals. Interesting, um, in the intervening years, the, the sort of the cover-ups and the silences that followed, and the real truth about this awful, awful tragedy, uh, really at the height of the of the ANC defiance campaign were, were almost lost to history. Now, Bloody Sunday follows the life of this incredible um, Aidan Quinlan, uh, uh, an Irish nun, and it follows her into the sort of the heart of, of the missing chapter in our country's past and what really was, was one of the most devastating massacres of the, of the apartheid era. Lots of people praise the book, say wonderful things about it. Jacob Lumini said it was a truly, truly stunning book. It has a subtitle, uh, The Nun, The Defiance Campaign, and South Africa's Secret Massacre. And it goes into her life in, in, in Duncan Village. It goes into the, sort of the towns, the healers, the saints. Then after the massacre, the, the burials and the outrage and the and the sorrow and the discovery of of the death of of sister Aiden and and her funeral it's a good read the book is seriously well written i think it's something that i would certainly not want to read um or not want to have on my bedside table but um i would like to have it um on the little coffee table um next to my chair in the sitting room so that i could dip into it and and read as much as i can take each day excellent book bloody sunday by mignon briar and published in south africa by Tafelbach, which is uh, an imprint of Nationale Booker Publishers. And here's the last book. When I saw this book, Africola, by Duncan Velchumut, I thought, ah, here's a South African. Slow food, fast words, cult chef. Then I saw Forward by Marco Pierre White. Now, Marco Pierre White is one of the great modern British chefs and a person who trained many of the current um, sort of cult um, chefs in the United Kingdom. He's written a wonderful foreword to this book, which he ends uh, with respect and great admiration. Now, that to me is is quite something. Duncan Velchemut and his partner opened a restaurant 
in um, Australia called um, Africola. And after not too long a time, the place burnt down and they had to start again. And they now have this restaurant um, called Africola Take Two, where they're producing some absolutely amazing food. He's got he's got the sort of traditional braai recipes, but he's got added things there like like biltong. And there's a staff meal um, uh, of sort of meat sauce and spaghetti. There's pork neck with fricadels. There's kangaroo Italian sausages, and there's burros. And he just goes on and on and on. He's his South African roots. He grew up in Norwood, Norwood in, in Johannesburg, um, and his he lived in a community that was mainly Jewish. So he's got the posh chopped liver. Um, he's got the deep fried bologna, and it just goes on and on. There's even a recipe for a kangaroo poiki here, um, which is which is really such fun. There are wonderful breads. There are accompaniments, just the most incredible um, accompaniments for um, the various um, curries and, uh, that he makes. And there's, there's a good section of, of vegan food as well, which um, appeals to me um, hugely. He doesn't forgo the, the roti, um, the plain bread, the milk buns. And then right at the end, his partner, James Brown, has a wonderful condiment trolley, which has got just the most incredible amount of condiments on it. It's, just, it's a, a sort of a stainless steel rolling truck which goes out onto the, onto the dining room floor at the time of, of service and there are all sorts of wonderful wonderful um, condiments and uh, most of them in fact made um, in-house and it then goes on with these incredible um, desserts too um, you know there's this sort of what one expects the black forest cake the peach melba um, beautiful chocolate orange torta and of course the milk tart is there and the eaten mess so it's a good it's a good mix of um, various countries, including fit cook with roast quinces and mature cheddar. I think I'm going to book myself a table. This is Africola, written by Duncan Velchemut, and it's published by Murdoch Books. An excellent, excellent read. Thank you very much for that. Do some cooking as well. Oh, wonderful. Michael Oliver, Talking Books. Isn't it always fascinating? And this book review is proudly sponsored by Leopard Sleep Family Vineyards. As a popular family-orientated destination, Leopard Sleep boasts sociable, lasting facilities, a versatile food offering, and, of course, the charm of a beautiful landscape. Visit Leopard Sleep Family Vineyards at its Franchuk Valley home for a relaxed and family-friendly food and wine experience. Find them online at www.leopardsleep.co.za or call them on 21 Thank you very much to Michael Oliver for that fantastic, fantastic review.